Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Obviously, this year, just like every other year, people don't want to hear it. Everybody's banged up. Find a way to win. Okay, so I'm not going to bring it up. You know, we got to find a way to win. From 6-0 and to 6-5, and we are here. This is real. This is reality. Welcome into the Orange Zone podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, what's up from the Skycam? If you're listening on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, thank you for tuning in. We are your place for everything Syracuse Orange this time of year on the CMY Central YouTube page. Make sure you like liking and subscribing so we can keep churning out content. I'm Tommy Sladek alongside me. And joining, as always, is James Mungro. And Samantha Crossan, and we have Brendan Hodges on the producer mic. So what we're getting to today is, of course, a little recap of that Syracuse-Wake Forest game. We're previewing Boston College, the final game of this regular season for the 2022 Syracuse Orange. And then looking ahead as, as with some predictions, we have our trivia as always, and people have some thoughts to get to. Syracuse falling to Wake Forest 45-35 to this past weekend. We saw shines of life from an offense. We saw a defense that didn't have an answer, and ultimately we had somehow even more injuries. And both of you I know have have stuff to say. I'm going to open it up to James and, and just your, your, your takeaway and as you've – what, what you're thinking, man? Uh, what am I thinking? There's so many things going through my head right now. Um, Syracuse football, I, I, I just don't understand um, how we, you could be so good in the very beginning and then lose that momentum and never get it back at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's been very disappointing to watch them play over the past four games, um, five games. <laughs> um, I don't know what, what to say except for let's try to get better. I mean, that's the only thing I could possibly say, get better. And, you know, I'm not going to make the excuses of injuries and stuff like that because injuries affects all all teams and everybody around this time of the year. Um, they really need to really uh, look in the mirror and see which way they want to go for next year. I mean, with the injuries, I wouldn't even say it's not so much of an excuse as it is a fact. And this is sort of what Dino Babers was saying yesterday at his press conference. Simply put, if you have 12 players out, as they did in the Wake Forest game, if you have six players who have had season-ending injuries, it's going to be harder to win games, period. So a couple things on my mind as far as answering that question. Where did that momentum go, and why weren't they able to get it back? I do think that you have to at least acknowledge injuries as a factor and, and honestly moving forward figuring out why that's happening. And I know there's not just one answer, but I really would be curious to know and discuss you know, what is their strength and conditioning routine? Are they stretching enough, doing enough mobility? Because we've discussed this in the past, but sometimes I do feel like those those training programs are catered a little bit more towards 
you know, getting strong and building muscle as opposed to other things that are more injury preventative. So honestly, that's been something that I've, I've been thinking about. I'd like to explore a little deeper. And outside of that, um, you know, just, just the health of these players and what that feels like as you continue to go down this momentum shift, how you keep everybody together and intact. Although I will say today at the um, player interview, Everybody seemed in good spirits, and no matter what questions were being asked, the offense, the defense, they continue to say, we're on the same page throughout this. So even though we're losing games, we're certainly not mad at each other or, or our coaches. Well, the most positive thing about the situation they're in right now is they're playing against Boston College, yeah. and they're absolutely horrible. I mean, they're absolutely horrible. So, um, you know, the, the players should, should feel good because they're playing against an easier opponent, but it's no given that they're going to get a, a victory. You know, there's no... no there's no magic uh they no just magic beat NC state so it's not like it's, it's, it's this yeah that's the thing right it's like they're horrible but then they did they did get a good win and again you, you're on a boston college team then all of the win is out of your sails after the game that game against notre dame yeah. so i agree with you that this isn't um this isn't a good team that being said you know we'll just kind of have to see what happens with the way things have been going because if you're a boston college writer you're writing well Syracuse has been in a little bit of a death spiral itself. Oh, it's here. gonna be a great. It's gonna be a great game with two terrible teams playing. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be good. Uh, um, I feel like we do have an advantage in a way, but I do. In, in, rea- I do too. in reality, is I mean, we're not playing good football at all. We're not playing good football, and like we said, where did it go? Maybe they need to uh, stretch more or something like that for the injuries. But injuries are gonna occur over the board. Yes, on, on all teams. That's what football's. You know, unfortunately, but. You know, when you have the momentum like they had, had the crowd, had the fan base behind them, now where's the fan base? You know, uh, obviously we didn't give up on them, but, you know, we're very disappointed. I'm very damn disappointed about this season. Like, I mean, this is unacceptable to be – you won six games in a row. You have everybody going to the Dome. We're getting sellouts and all that type of stuff. Now we're going backwards again. And we're not rebuilding. I'm, I'm, I don't want to hear that, oh, you know, Syracuse is rebuilding now. No, we're not rebuilding. We've been rebuilding since Dino been here. I mean, it should be built by now. I mean, how long does it take for Rome to be built? I, I mean, I feel like Rome was built faster than uh, Syracuse would be able to turn around. <laughs> you know, <laughs> He's so, done with the patience. And listen, I, I get all that. patience worn down. <laughs> but, but you know what the thing is? At, this, is this is my struggle with it, is I, I don't know that – I agree that injuries happen across the board, but I do think that there are teams, even within the ACC, that have more depth than Syracuse does. And I'm not saying that, that, you, that you blame Dino or that you even said he's a part of the problem, but I do wonder, even if they were under different leadership, with the same talent that they have right now, could someone else have even done better than a 6-6 six and six or, or that kind of record? Honestly. Well, you know, when, when people get injured, though, that's when the next man steps up. <laughs> that's when the, I mean, that's when your opportunity happens. I mean, that's how I got my opportunity playing for the Colts. So I got injured, I stepped up, and guess what? Once I stepped up, I never left. <laughs> So where is the recruits we're getting and why aren't the recruits we're getting hungry enough to step up and fill in those positions? I do think we did see that. I do. I remember us almost having that conversation in that first six weeks when the injuries were already starting. I think we were saying how impressed we were, especially with the defense, that they were able to fill these roles. But we also said, and, and I remember this very clearly, this time is going to run out. If this keeps happening, there's only so much 
that this depth goes to before that just is going to stop. And we've seen that stop. And we've seen the impact of how that's played out right now. And it, it, it does bring up, you know, what we're seeing right now at the, at the micro level brings up the more macro questions being asked right now by this fan base. And the biggest one of the biggest ones is looking at that Dino Babers record right now in November of, is it 5, five and 20? What does that tell you? And you look at the 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 2018 went two and two. Other than that, it's been a downhill stretch in every season. And you look at those years. What was the commonality? What was the variable? And and those were the more injured teams. And you start to look at it. Is this an an inability for a coach to adapt when his guys are going down, or is it more so looking at tied to the depth and the recruiting? And that's where we're seeing where this is so such a thin layer that once this first base is is done, this team that we've seen be able to win and get these big games, is it just falling off year after year? And is that tied to the recruiting? And maybe it's a little bit of everything. You know, it could be a lot of different things, a lot of different scenarios. Um, we just need to, you know, really look in the mirror, look in the look in the mirror. You know, Syracuse coaches look in the mirror and really decide which way they want to go. You know, uh, because we've been going down, and how do we switch from going down to go up? This week is a good week to be able to make that switch. But is is it too late? You know, is it too late? Seven and five. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 interesting, right? The whole the whole thing is fascinating because we are talking about a program that for outside of 2018, which which you know it does seem to be this its own little mythical year at this point, because every other year seems to fall into this level of 500, this level of media mediocrity, uh, mediocrity that that was happening um, you know plenty before before Dino was here. And things really have not been on that high stretch in, in the caliber of what this program once was consistently since this guy was playing. And that's been 20 years. It's been 20 years since we saw those 10-win teams, the 9-win teams happening year after year. And, and you, you got to look at how, how are we going to get back there. And in terms of, I, I want to say for this, for this Wake Forest game, I think we did have a Syracuse offense that was not able to score a touchdown in two straight weeks. We did finally see that. Yes. So let, let's let's breathe some positivity into right now and talk about this offense that was able to score. Did they slow down? And once again, they were up twenty-one to ten against Clemson. They were up twenty-one to ten against Wake, and then whoop, things and, changed real quick. And that's the crazy part about it. they played Clemson. They were lost by six points. <laughs> Number of the fifth team in the country, mm -hmm. and then you just go down to go down, and it's like. You know, you would think, you know, you lose one game, you, you, you come back, uh, you know, after a game or two. But, you know, they're not able to, you know, focus and get back on the right track. And for whatever reason it is, you know, it starts with the head man. I mean, that's how everything always goes. It starts with the head man. The head man has to have those guys believing or working on the things they need to work on. I, I know the, the, the student athletes are upset because, I mean, they're busting their tails uh, each week and going out and, you know, not getting the results they want. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, you know, I take my hat off to the, the kids. They're, you know, they're not giving up. They're out there playing, but they're just not playing sound football. Penalties still. You know, they had, what, nine penalties, almost for 50 yards. Uh, you're giving your spot and team extra yards. You know, you, you can't do that when you're not a good team. And I will say, you know, Wake Forest, I agree that at least you saw, you did see flashes of maybe not greatness, but good. I thought that the first 15 minutes of that game, I thought, 
This is the Syracuse football team that we saw in the beginning of the season. There definitely is still that team there. It seemed like Garrett was more on his game. I liked the way that the offense was rolling. It felt fast-paced. But I think that at this point in the season, at least one of the issues seems to be even if they can find that groove for a little while, they can't sustain it. And it's going to be tough to win games against good teams and certainly great teams if you can't sustain that, that level of play throughout the entire game. In the, four, right. in the four full quarters of football is exactly what you're talking about there. And and as for Garrett, I mean, credit to him. He did he did say last week that he goes, I, I, I'm telling you, you're going to be seeing flashes of what you're seeing with this offense when we were 6-0. and And credit to him, he was, he was spot on with that. I was more so thinking he was alluding to him being able to run again. He's still not 100% there. I mean, I mean he, he didn't, you could tell he didn't, he wasn't looking for that opportunity to run, but he seemed to see the field so much better. And maybe that was him not feeling like he needed to be as, as defensive. And, and granted, uh, this came when right before the game, we learned that three starting alignment were, were out. They didn't travel with the team. So credit to the reserves that stepped into that situation because we had a QB throw for 324 yards a TD and an interception. So I was, I was really impressed with him. I was impressed with LaQuint Allen, the backup RB for Sean Tucker. He seems like he really uh, is the jack of all trades. I mean, he threw that touchdown pass into to Devon Cooper. Um, you got to love that. Gadsden getting back in the mix. So it was nice. But then again, the Demon Deacons, you had Sam Hartman just... Was this one where I, you look at that game and you say to yourself, okay... Sam Hartman's awesome, or do you look at the Syracuse defense and say they couldn't stop him at all? I, I, I think, again, I mean, Hartman did his thing, but if they had 59 rush, uh, uh, carries the running backs did, they had 59 carries running backs did. I mean, they like controlled that. the ball. They controlled, yeah. you know, Sam did a good job of controlling the, off, you know, controlling the offense. Um, again, with possession, if we can't stop the run, that's what teams are going to I mean, that's what Boston College is going to do. I mean, there's – I mean, Boston College is, you know, their running is awful. <laughs> so it's really going to see, really going to see, uh, you know, Syracuse should be able to get after these guys. They should be. be able We've thought that in years and weeks past. Yes. And it seems like all the teams realize, like, hey, they have a really tough time getting off the field on third down. Yes. And if you're a team where you're saying we don't have the same offensive power, what are you going to try to do? You're going to try to dominate the time of possession. We were five for 11. Mm -hmm. we, were, we were five for 11 for a third down conversion. I mean, that's, that's not good. Mm -hmm. You can't win games like that. Uh, I think Wake was uh, 8 for 15 maybe or 8 for something. Um, you know, that's, that's substantially mm -hmm. a lot better than, you know, 5 for 11. <laughs> 543 total yards of offense they allowed there. And it's, uh, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough for this fan base to year after year now be put in this situation. Things started off so good. Um, but to, to once again find themselves in a level of six and five and a team that could be the what third or fourth ever to to start off the season six and six and finish six and six. So don't love that. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. But as for Boston College, um, they have an interesting story in that you look at this schedule here behind me. 
beginning of the year, I'm, I'm putting this poster up on our office or in, in the in the Orange Zone studio here, and I'm looking at BC, and I think I circled that as a loss. You had Phil Jerkovic coming in, uh, returning quarterback, really someone that was had very much some uh, NFL NFL eyes on him. Zay Flowers, number one riders, wide receiver, that has not changed, but. Is it Jerkovic? I think I just it messed is that Jerko- one up. You were listening Gosh, to his highlights I was before. Just it. listening <laughs> to the man. Yeah, for those of you who are watching this after we recorded, mm. Tom, I walk into the studio today, and Tommy Sladek is sitting there watching his highlight tape, and no one is saying his name. And he's it's, just like, God, name, can somebody say his name, can't, please? I can't get that name down. I can't mm. get that name down. Jerkovic. Jerkovic. I think Tough I need it. Yeah, it, it's. It is, but it isn't. I should I should get that by now because I hear it in my head, but mm. I say something different. But anyway, so this man um, has missed the last three games, if I have that right, dealing with a, a concussion at some points this year, broken rib maybe, I was reading, Brendan. But uh, anyway, has not played the last three games, and that is going to be an impact to me of this final score. I think Syracuse is going to be scoring. Is Boston College going to be scoring? Mm. And that depends on if we see uh, our guy Phil in there. Because if if not, I think this is a this is a game where you where you take the under, and you're happy with you know Syracuse very much covering that ten and a half point spread. But um, I, I think at this point we don't yeah. care about covering spreads. We just want a W. Oh, right. I know. <laughs> right. This is more from this is more just from uh, our betting our betting. Mungro does not care, care about, about the our spread. betting fan base <laughs> out there. <laughs> This hey. is about a game with competitive. So you're trying to convince people to bet on Syracuse? Uh, it, it, again, depending on, on Dracovic. Okay. Any last thoughts before we open up predictions or anything that's just been on your minds that you've lost sleep over? What are we doing? We're six and six. If that happens, what I mean, where do we go from there? I mean, to me, I, I don't know if the story changes so much if we're six and five. That that's my honest opinion. I don't see much changing in terms of the conversations this offseason. Seven, yeah, seven and five. Okay. I, I apologize. Like we can't stay the same, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're going up or we're going down, but yeah, yeah. something's um, gonna happen. So you, that's, you, that's you, my thought. So with that. your thought is, you know, six and six, everything is still the same as Syracuse. Well, six and six and seven and five, I I don't see the off season conversations and our conversations changing that much. Honestly, depending I don't on how either. this win happens. I really don't. Um, I think at this point although it, it would it what about it, it will be worse. <laughs> what about finishes, six and seven? Oh. Wow. Okay. That's even that's that's, that's worse okay. worse. I like that's that. Bad, that's, I like that. Uh, I'm gonna stamp that bad bad. But I mean, because here's the thing, it's it's there was a, there was a part of that Wake Forest game where I thought they were going to pull off that win. Then all of a sudden you're seven and four, and you're going into a game expected to be eight and four, and then you genuinely have a chance. All of a sudden it's a nine and four season, and you look five years from now. What are we going to remember? We're probably going to remember, hey, that was a nine win season. Yep. Maybe not so that part in the middle that they were in that hump that they were able to get over, but here we are now where you're right. It this is could end up being an eight and five season. Or it could be six and seven. So that is more of a difference that's than a I thought. Very big difference. And that's my whole, you know, hmm. I, I think that the last thought on my mind, you, you brought this up, maybe it was last week, talking about recency bias. And that really stuck with me because it just really did have me thinking, you know, if we did win this game against Boston College and then we won a bowl game, I think that five, ten years down the line, you remember that record and that season as pretty good except for that one stretch of games where they had 
to figure things out, but they did. Mm. I think that there's a difference at the end of this season based upon just were they able to figure out a way to win even one game after this stretch of losses, or could they never figure it out and they were never the same team again? I do think that that would change the narrative a little bit, but I'd love to see them win against Boston College, and then we move on from there and we discuss the bowl game. So maybe the the ultimate impact on what is you know the the core memory in our brains isn't necessarily from this Boston College game, but from a mix of this BC game and what we're going to be seeing in the bowl. Do I have that right? I'm just I'm just saying that you can't <laughs> <laughs> listen. James Mongro is upset right now, and I'm I get upset. why. <laughs> but you can't see the whole forest when you're just in one tree, and I feel like we're in one tree right now so I've let's never heard just that analogy is that even a saying? Is that a saying yeah it is i don't think that's a saying it's a saying now because i made it one <laughs> sam a... that was a very eloquent eloquent speech you gave Thank how you. long have you rehearsed that since the mets got bounced from the mlb playoffs <laughs> now that was a different story we're just going to remember that as painful let's move on let's do it prediction time say that say it one, for, one more time for me you can't see the entire forest when you're stuck in one tree and honestly, just think about that. Think about the difference between once you're outside of, of this mm. forest, you can see the entire thing, the whole landscape, versus just being stuck inside of this one tree. All you can see is what you can see. You don't have that, that view, that further out view where you can really look at everything that's happened Depending and judge it all collectively. Is. You know what I'm saying? Is it, is it, what type of tree is it? Is it a pine tree? Is it, is it a sequoia tree? Because yeah, if you you're in a sequoia tree, I think you'd be able to see the whole forest. If you watch like any like rainforest documentary mm. on Discovery Channel, you'll see I get, some really I got, cool I got shots out in the, of, of in monkeys that'll sit at the top of the tree and like look out at like there'll, there'll be some really great looking helicopters. By the way, I think shots. that we should move on to uh, predictions well, real, real now. Quick. Bra- breaking news! Breaking news! <laughs> okay. I can confirm that that is a Sam Crostonism. It is not a real saying. I okay. Googled it. I could not find it anywhere. Someone someone told me that saying was. I thought it was really good. That's good. But I anyway, like that. let me know in tree, the comments if you hate it. Anyway, I'd tree, love to know. The tree does matter. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> all right, prediction time. Sam, you're, you're, you're firing on all cylinders, so let's start off with you. I might just be predicting based off of what I hope is going to happen. And here's another one for you. Hope is not a strategy. But I'm hoping... <laughs> That Syracuse is going to win this game. So I'm predicting that Syracuse is going to win this game. I'm manifesting it. We, we need a score. Um, we need a score. I, I know. <laughs> we need a score. What are you, Brendan? <laughs> Listen, I'm getting there. 28-21. 28-21. They're going to win by a touchdown. I don't think that the starting quarterback is going to be back in for Boston College. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm making my pick based off of that. And I don't think this is going to be – a game that is a blowout. But I do think that they're going to win this game. And like I said, I'm hoping they're going to win this game. So I guess we'll see what happens. I'll go 28-21. All right, James. I think I'm going to go with, um, I think Syracuse will win the game. And I think they're going to win. I don't see Boston College doing much on offense. I just don't see that uh, with their stats they have. Uh, depending, like you said, on the quarterback, mm-hmm. um, he's a, obviously a thriller. Um because the running game ain't that good, and that's Syracuse's weakness. Um, so I'm going to have to say uh, Syracuse winning 28 to 10. 28 to 10. Okay, I'm 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 right around there. I'm going a little bit higher. I'm going Syracuse 34, Boston College 13. And again, this is once again one of our well, if so and so plays, this impacts. But it 
Dracovic will impact how this one plays out. And I don't see him playing again because we are talking about a guy that I think is probably going to be trying to go to the next level. And so if he's in a situation where his team is 3-8, and eight, he's going to the last game of the season, and he might play and he's missed his last three, I think a lot of people in his circle and in his year are going to tell him, it's okay, man. Yeah. Don't have to play this one. So I don't envision him <coughs> playing, which I believe takes out some of that passing threats. Zay Flowers will, Flowers will still have his moments, but ultimately uh, for a Syracuse team that has has struggled to really stop um, much of anything in terms of that run game, I think this is the week where they do seem to um, find a bit of confidence there and, and do what needs to be done to create a big enough gap. Brandon Hodges. Well, guys, at least one of us will hit double digits in the regular season. I didn't. I didn't get to this point nine and one by being stupid. You're such a good. You're wow. such a good podcast like trivia villain. <laughs> Literally a villain. No, I, I I am picking SU to win as well. I actually have thirty four twenty. So I think it's actually a little bit closer. Um, this guy who's been playing for Jerkovic, Emmett Moore's Moorhead, I think is it. What his name is, right? That's mm-hmm. what I put down. He's been throwing the ball pretty well. Uh, not in terms of touchdown to interception ratio, but he's been putting yards up. He's only started three games. He has a thousand yards. Like, dang. Eight touchdowns. So, yeah, eight touchdowns, six picks. So I mean, he's susceptible to turning the ball over. But I mean, who isn't when they're just getting started in the college game? Yeah. Um, I think SU gets a late touchdown, and that's what pushes them over that spread. Uh, I think it's like twenty-seven twenty with like five minutes to go. SU scores again to put the game away. I, I mean, I'm going to be interested to see how much more LaQuinn Allen gets used in this game. Because it, it keeps Sean Tucker fresh. And, I mean, what did he go over? Yeah, he went over 100 yards for the first time in forever last week. That 106. Felt, that so. felt great. We didn't, we didn't bring that they, up. So. If they use LaQuinn Allen more and Schrader is able to run it, it just opens up the run game a bit more and offers a little more there. So SU wins going, going away technically because they score the last touchdown and put themselves up 14. Yeah, and Allen did have, he had a receiving touchdown. It was a really nice play there, I believe, in the fourth quarter, and then he also had the throwing touchdown. So he is fun to watch. I do want to brag real quick and say that last week I projected it to be uh, Wake Forest 38, Syracuse 35. So I was on the nose. I was on the nose with 35. That felt good. Um, but real, real quick, a touch on the offense again. We do need to, I think, make a mention of we, we, we spoke about Garrett Schrader and his ability to get it done, but having Sean Tucker not just have more than five, 10 carries, but to have 16 carries, 106 yards, and two touchdowns, that must have felt good for both of you to see. Yeah, no, obviously it felt good that our offense was able to move the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Tucker got his yards. And, um, you know, they, they, they were able to move the ball. I mean, and they were able to score. Uh, it's just, uh, unfortunately, they're not able to uh, get over the mistakes that mm-hmm. they, they put themselves in, you know, the, as a team. Um, you know, one, one week the offense is doing good, well, Past couple of weeks, offense haven't been doing good. Now the offense is doing good. Now the defense is, you know, uh, having some issues. So hopefully, all in all, they can play a complete game on both sides of the ball and have good special teams. And uh, I mean, Boston College. I mean, this is their bowl game. So you're going to see every little trick play. They have mm. nothing to lose. I mean, they're three and eight for goodness' sake. <laughs> right, right. This is it for them. This is it. This is their bowl game. So and. Uh, what better feeling t- is uh, for senior, you know, senior night up there in probably Boston College uh, to knock off Syracuse, one of their rivals. 
Ditto. It was good for me to see, but I agree this is their bowl game, especially senior day. You know, you would hope that everyone on that team is going to really put everything out there for their seniors and just to go out at least feeling like you're leaving on a high note. So for Syracuse, I think consistency is the big word this week. Let's see what we can do. And, 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 and with saying that too as well, I mean, there's no guarantee. I don't think there's no guarantee that Syracuse will be in a bowl game. Is there? There is at this point. There the, only, the only way they wouldn't is if they don't accept a bowl bid, which I, I, I don't know why that would happen. I don't see that happening because the, it, it very much bases on how the rest of college football plays out because there are some years where that six and six, there are six and six teams that don't get in because everyone is kind of above that hump. And then we also have those years where the five and seven teams get the invite. From what I've seen and the way this year's playing out, it seems like if you are six and six, you are a lock at this point that we could end up seeing that where it dips a little bit below and you have a five and seven. So they're very, very much in there. We, we, we wouldn't want to see, you know, Syracuse go out there and unfortunately, you know, lose this game and they don't get picked. Mm-hmm. Guess what? That's the senior's last game, you know? Yeah. And they're thinking they're going to play another game. I've been in that position before, not as a senior, but thinking that we're going to go to a bowl game and we were over, we had over six wins and we didn't get accepted. But Did you know you? that was years ago. Obviously. Yeah, that's but, that's, you know, that's that's heartbreaking though. I, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, so, that's brutal. I mean, we we thought we you know we had tying records with other people in the league, and unfortunately, we didn't get selected. And that was my junior year, sophomore year, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Um, so I was just curious if you know that could possibly happen because you know you know the kids go out there and they're playing this last game, thinking that you know they have another game right. to play, and unfortunately, you know we got it wrong. They don't have another game. You know, yeah, that'd be heartbreaking. It's a it's a tough thing to to figure out. I've been I've been in the books. I've had my head in the books the past few days just to try to fully understand the situation, and uh, and and get a full grasp on it. From everything I've gathered, the ACC has a certain number of allotted bowls, and yeah. if they're able to fill that up and send all those teams, then they almost secure that spot as having representation in that bowl game. And from what I've seen, the the conference already has hit that mark, so it very much locks in Syracuse. As for where they could end up it's a few places that are at the top of the list you go down on cbs sports or any of these expert sites and they're in dallas they're in they're in tampa they're a little bit all over the place i'm leaning towards fenway bowl i think they could end up at the fenway bowl in boston um which would be on december 17th that's the only one about a full week before christmas i just think it would be something a little bit new because of syracuse fans that are so used to the pinstripe bowl at this point that the orange have been there a few times in new york i could see it being the fenway bowl you also have the military bowl in annapolis and then again you know a a sprinkle of possibilities and maybe dallas or tampa Um, but ultimately it's the it's it's the question of where are they getting invited and then how do they approach those invites as to do you want the warm game? Certainly I do. But do you also want it to be one where you say to yourself, are we able to get more of our fan base there if we stay in the Northeast? How about this last thing? Ball game. Playing against Illinois. Danny DeVito. Oh, uh, Tommy DeVito. Danny, 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 Danny. Danny. Tommy DeVito, yes. They're both short. <laughs> they, I feel like Illinois will probably I, get I, way better. I don't know. I, the that's, that's what great. I heard. I, I, that's what I heard, though. I've read that in CBS mm. or ESPN, whatever it was. Uh, huh. I read just yesterday that they had Illinois versus Syracuse, and I was like, wow, that would be something special. I guess they are 7-4 and four now. Let's double-check <laughs> on that. But, that, I mean, that's a great story. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, and we'll be looking to run something 
because we have some some friends of ours out that are covering Illinois football, and they were able to sit down with with Tommy, and he he did have good things to say about Syracuse and and his time with Dino Babers. I think most people will say that they're they're happy for you know what he's been able to do, having a new opportunity. But at the sure. end of the day, you want to talk about selling a storyline, and that's a pretty <laughs> well, that's a pretty good one right that, there. Yeah. Here we go. Illinois is yeah, they're set. Hmm. They've lost three in a row, so they are seven and four. So this could happen. This that could happen. I hope it does. I mean, I think it would be excited for you know the guys in Syracuse. Obviously, you yeah. know, you know, playing against them, and you know, you know, I, I, it'd be pretty, you know, pretty interesting scenario. It will be ACC Big Ten. I gotta love it. All right, let's see. That'd All be right. cool. We're out of here. Hey, what are we trivia. got a trivia question? Oh my gosh! Whew. You, you really thought we're gonna be able to get out of here with a Brandon bring up the <laughs> trivia question? I, thank you mind, very much, James. Done. Thank you very much. I, with it, it, it's Brendan. funny you you want this, James. I actually have a bonus question for you today uh-huh. after this first one. Okay. Obviously, opponent question first. We mentioned that this is the last regular season game. Uh, SU and BC have been in the situation before, albeit BC was a lot better. 2004 Big East regular season finale. 5-5 five and five Syracuse took Boston College's chances at a BCS bowl berth away with a 43-17 walloping of the Eagles. Who was Boston College's starting quarterback who was forced to make his first career start due to an injury to the starter? So this is 2004? Yes. I think I have this. I was about to be smart and say Hasselback. <laughs> so old. <laughs> All right, I I think I have this really here. yeah. Who do you have, Tommy? And I I think my math checks out. I believe it's Matt Ryan. At a boy, at a boy. So two things. Uh, growing up outside Philly, kid of my high school, Kevin Akins, star running back. He ended up going to BC right around that same time period, around oh three oh four. So that was the team that I, in my head, was randomly following. Uh, Matt Ryan was also a a Philly area guy, and that timing checked out. Feels good. Feels good to get that's, a win. You know, that's I, I never knew I'm that impressed. Matt Ryan went to uh, Boston, BC. That's what I, that's, that's what so I was far. trying to get I, out of my yeah. head. When you said Matt Ryan, I'm like, wow, Matt Ryan went to BC. That's when I was playing, so I wasn't really, you know, that's crazy. So anyway, yeah. James, the, yes. the bonus question for you: uh, Who was this SU starting running back in that game? Because he had a heck of a day. Mm. I think I. I have a few names off the top of my head, but I think. Or do you have to be? Uh, uh, Walter. Walter Reyes or Diamond Ferry. Rhodes, maybe. Or, or Rhodes was there as well, so it was three of those. Is I know it's one of you those. Pick three. one. I would have to say um, Rhodes. Well, there were two SU running backs injured that day. Defensive back Diamond Ferry filled in at running back. Okay. Had 141 wow. yards, yes. two touchdowns, and a pick six. He's a BC. He's uh, he's from Massachusetts. Great running back. I mean, he could do it, do it all. I That's mean, he was, awesome. He was, I did not know old. that story. Yes. Diamond Ferry. That's sick. That's so cool. So yeah. did I get half credit then or something? Yeah, I'll give yeah. you like a third credit <laughs> since you had three guys there. Anyway, uh, last question, SU. With their loss to Wake Forest this past weekend, they now only hold winning records against two current ACC programs, one of which is Boston College. Which is the other? I thought it was about to be the I same was, question from last week with North Carolina. But, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm like, hold on. I think Brendan might have gotten his wrong papers. Would you like the choices? Yeah. I have four of them. Yeah, give us oh, the choices. All right. Oh, yeah, that would be great. 
The choices are Virginia Tech, Virginia, Pitt, North Carolina. Mm. I would say um, not UNC. I don't. I don't feel like it's UNC. It's not Pitt. What's the other one you said, Brandon? Virginia Tech or Virginia? Virginia. I think I'm going to say probably with the Cavs, too. Should I go against the grain just for the fun of it? Yeah. I'll say Virginia Tech. No, I'll say Virginia Tech. I hate when Sam gets it right just by going against the grain. I should get my other half credit now because I told her (laughs) to go against the grain. (laughs) That's good. Uh, Good job. Man, the Hokies. Hang on. So I Last got, week? What, 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 this it's got to be, what, like 14 and 13? No, it, it's, it's 11 and 8. 11 and 8, wow. Virginia Tech, hmm. that series. Wow. We, we talked ourselves out of it. We did. But that's a, that's a good question. But well, we helped Sam out, though. We did help okay. Sam. James, if you try and take credit <laughs> for my win, one more week, I... I uh, There's an asterisk. You got the hint. Yeah. Say what you want. Um, Syracuse beat BC last year, twenty-one to six. They went down six to nothing, and then that was the game in which Courtney Jackson had that sixty-four-yard punt return. So maybe it's the day that they break free for some sort of special teams, uh, you know, brouhaha or something. Hey, let's just, just get a W and uh, focus on us. The spread doesn't stop. matter. Let's <laughs> just get a W. I'm gonna take and, that back. I don't want a punt return. <laughs> I want to win. Just, just a W will be just, just very a w, happy. Man. I mean, we'll all be happy with that. Yep. All right. The Orange Zone Podcast. Samantha Cross and James Mungo. Brendan Hodges. I'm Tommy Slade. This is our last regular season preview. We should have a bowl preview. We'll figure out how that works out, and we'll be keeping you posted as to when that is going to air, but it'll be a nice bowl special. We'll have a lot of fun with it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to CMY Central for more Orange Zone. We out. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. See ya.